like the kid is no no obviously that kid died in the story but i mean like you re like when people get all like oh my god it's like yeah i know it was but you realize macaulay culkin's still alive right hey ho what has happened welcome back to honor the giant contraband robot podcast <laughs> i'm your host desi desi is dead robinson with my co-host <laughs> christian ventura little did he know i hit the record button while we were talking about my girl and oh, nice. specifically macaulay culkin's character death. Thanks. Thank you so much, Des. <laughs> You're welcome. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but on this episode, we're not talking about Macaulay Culkin nor his death. We are here to talk about the DC animated universe, more specifically Batman versus Robin, including um, it's going to be tagged on to this review, Nightwing versus um, Night now Nightwing versus Robin, Nightwing and Robin. We're going to talk about that at the start of this review. Then we're going to go into Batman versus Robin. A little bit of trivia on Nightwing and Robin. That was supposed to be the the extra credit scene, if you will, for um, Justice League Throws of Atlantis to let you know what Robin and Nightwing were doing at the time Batman was dealing with Justice League matters. Word? I guess that's why it was probably that like short. Because when you, when you told me to watch it and I was looking it up, I thought that I was like... I couldn't find it. I thought I was like, why am I only getting a second, like a minute? <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel, I don't know why they did not attack it in it at the end. I watched it on um, Hulu. I watched it on DC Universe. I even have it on Blu-ray. And that short is not at the end of the feature. Yeah, that short is like, it's true to its name. It's real short. Yeah. Like it does super feel like it should be a tag at the end of the movie. Yeah. And it's funny, like when I was at when I was watching um, Batman versus Robin, I watched till the end, like thinking there was a tag. And then when I watched Nightwing and and Robin, I was like, wait a minute, is this part of it? Like, is this the part that I was waiting for at the end? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. <laughs> well, no, it wouldn't have made sense. But... Um, before we move on, um, a little technical, some technical errors. Well, more on the morals of lines of there are going to be fireworks throughout this episode. Not on us, involuntarily, because our, our each of our neighborhoods are popping off fireworks, willy-nilly. Constantly. And I, it's so hot right now in my room that I need the fan on. So, on those fronts, our bats. Yes, we, we do apologize. Well, not the fireworks part, because, I mean, fucking hell. It's not Juneteenth yeah. anymore. And fucking four, Cinco de Mayo's up, way over. It's still... Not even July. But it's party central with these fucking fireworks. And it's like, I like previous years, it honestly hasn't bothered me this much. But for some reason, it feels like it's every single day, constantly. And it's like, nobody's using sparklers anymore. Everybody's just straight up using like the giant blow up in the sky ones that make all the car alarms go off and freak you the hell out. No, they don't give a fuck about sparklers. I got a, I'm whole, just, I got a whole drawer yeah. full of them right now. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like sparklers don't make car alarms go off, man. What <sighs> can you do? Not a damn thing. All right, so let's start the review because I am hungry. No, no shit, I'm hungry and the edible is hidden. <laughs> no, it's fine. All right, so we're gonna start off with Nightwing and Robin. Um, it was released January fourteenth, twenty fifteen. Um, Damien and Dick are called upon by Batman to find out and capture find and capture, I say find out, 
find and capture the Scarecrow since he had helped the Justice League. The two um, tracked um, Scarecrow down to a warehouse and defeated him. Yep, quite handily. Um, this was a tag in Justice League, um, Throws of Atlantis, where Batman was actually hunting down um, Scarecrow. He was um, inter- he was going to interrogate... Interrogate? Yeah, interrogate. 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 Whatever. Um, when, obviously, always, it's always Green Lantern. It's always Green Lantern. I don't know why. Even with no, even with make the filling as the voice of Green Lantern, that that shit was still annoying. Anyway, <laughs> um, he was telling him about Justice League matters that actually that needed Batman's help. Hence, why they had um, Batman could not go after the Scarecrow. Hence, why yeah. we have Nightwing and Robin. Going it was after during him. the events. It was during the events of Thrones of Atlantis, right? Yeah. Um. So the voice cast. In this, and there's only two, Jason O'Mara as Batman to get you to start you off on the short, and frequent voice actor for the DC animated universe. Doesn't matter if it's the Bruce Timm verse, um, the New Fifty Two animated verse. Michael Rosenbaum. Mm-hmm. He's the voice of the Scarecrow on this one for like ten seconds, basically. Um, since. This is added on. We're not going to review the short. It's going to be included into the review. Um, so, before I go into the synopsis of said thing. God damn it, my documents is all over all over the place. <laughs> Batman vs. Robin. Um, Batman vs. Robin was a direct two-video animated um, feature. Um, animated feature. Um, that is part of the DC animated movie universe, and is this film is particularly based on the Court of Vows. More on that at my synopsis at my review at the end of that Batman: The Court of Vows, um, written by Scott Snyder, and it was illustrated by Greg Capullo. Um, Capullo. He's Greg Capullo is one of my favorite artists. Seriously, it was. I'm not gonna bring up this gentleman's name, but. He Greg Capulto is, ah Capullo. There we go. Is one of my favorite like I said, is one of my favorite artists. Especially when he when he does Batman, his Batman is on par with um shit. We was um Denny O'Neill's freaking collaborator. I was gonna Ah fuck <laughs> I have a lot of artists in my head. I was gonna say Francis Manipal, but Francis Manipal does primarily does Flash. Mm. Oh, fuck. Anywho, like I said, Greg Capullo is one of, like I said, he, check his shit out. Especially when he's frequently collaborating with Scott Snyder. And Scott Snyder is definitely one of my favorite uh, comic book writers of this day. His book, Witches, is one of the best, um, I think, modern horror comic um, comics out there right now. I have not checked that out, but that sounds right up my alley. It, it is really good. I'll let you borrow. There's two that you need to freaking borrow. <laughs> At this point, I think it was. There's Watchmen. a lot that I need to borrow. Yeah, I think it's Watchmen and now Witches. Yes, because I still haven't wa- uh, watched. I still haven't read Watchmen. I've I, seen Watchmen, but I haven't read it. I, I'm still. I'm still shocked on that. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm gonna have to. Is it not on DC Universe? I think Watchmen is on DC Universe. 
Well, not the movie. I mean the comic. I think I think Court of Owls is oh Battle for the Cow is the one I think I need. I said I need to let you borrow. Um, Court of Owls should be on DC Universe. The comic. There's a lot. Just check out the either the Night Owl show coming up or the GCR GCR episode this coming Monday. We were going to talk about everything that's going on with um, HBO Max and DC. It's fucking weird. I don't fucking yep. get it. I mean, I, I, it already felt like it was going to be weird this entire time. Yeah. But, um, yes, Court of, um, I really don't know if Court of Alice is on DC Universe. Um, we have to check. Well, no, I was talking about Watchmen. Oh. Which comic book are you talking about that's on DC Universe? Watchmen or, or Court of Alice? Watchmen. Watchmen is not on DC Universe. Damn. Now, the Watchmen book that involves the DC heroes, that's on there. Mm-hmm. Doomsday Clock is on there, but not the Watchmen. Mm. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Greg Capullo and um, Jonathan Gaipion. Gaipion? Gaipion? Desi is dead. At Desi is dead on Twitter. If, if I got you, if you, if you stumble on this review, Jonathan and I mispronounce your last name. Just let me know. I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't care if you add me on Twitter. I will get to eventually get to that that tweet though. <laughs> um, this serves as a sequel, a direct sequel to Son of Batman, which came out in 2014. This movie was shown, and I was there at WonderCon on April 3rd, 2015. I was there in the audience watching this film. Oh damn. Um, so this is my connection to it. <laughs> um, will I be divisive? Hell, I've been divisive so far. I mean, look at my reviews. Does that give you a bias? Hell no, because Desi ain't got no bias. But I will say this. Um, I, um, and it was also released, um, a couple of weeks later on digital on April 7th, and then eventually came out on April 14th. Of uh, that same of the same year, I will say this: um, Court of Vows is one of my favorite New Fifty Two stories. It's actually the only New Fifty Two story I liked out of that whole era of the New Fifty Two. Okay. Because um, reason why? Because Scott Snyder made it seem like this is a DC classic mm-hmm. um, era, but it's really the New Fifty Two era. So, which means this is. Um, Bruce and Dick are, like we said before, are technically like five, six years apart within age. Um, it's still kind of weird. It's still kind of weird, and you can tell in this, too. Yeah. Um, and originally in Court of Owls, um, which is worldly known, it was mainly focused on Dick, not Damien. Damien was <laughs> involved in it, but it was mainly Dick who um, Talon was coming after in that in that story. And the reason why I liked it so much, it dove more into Dick Grayson's um, personal life, more on how his parents, the reason why his parents died, besides Tony Zuko um, killing them. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was just it it, it built um, Scott, what Scott Snyder does. He builds upon the Bat family, mm-hmm. and this is what he did: was use the Court of Owls, and he used the Haley Circus, everything. And the political intrigue and everything that went... I'm not going to go to total spoilers on the comic book storyline because this movie is based on it, but it's it takes a whole nother direction. There yeah, it casts a different character in a completely different light, technically. Yeah. Um, 
the friction between um, Batman and Robin here is not there in Court of Owls. But everything that Batman went through at the start of um, uh, Batman versus Robin actually did happen to Bruce in Court of Owls. So that, okay. is, that is the two that is very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but am I... I, I am butthurt. I would have liked to see a Nightwing-focused short. I mean, not a short, um, feature film. And we technically mm-hmm. don't get a um, Nightwing, uh, Nightwing-esque feature until T-Titans versus the Justice League, but you still add it on the dick, and damn that phrasing. You it's see, like you had a great character, but you didn't do dick. That, and you still put it on, and I get throughout the course of this DC animated feature um, films that we are yes putting the focus on Damien when it, when he appears we understand I, I, when you in the words of Doctor Strange we're coming to the end game but we're still in the middle of these of this series so we're not near the end game yet but for Damien um, you'll see his journey and and this is prevalent here is his journey is te- technically his journey started with um son of batman and where he where he where his journey lies where we go towards the end hmm. um nightwing though i'll just say this he, he majorly fucked over that's all i gotta say <laughs> majorly fucked over um thoughts um just general thoughts on um on batman versus robin before we get into the synopsis, um, overall, I liked it. I, I I really enjoyed it for it was it wasn't overly complicated. the 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 plot was compelling and the action was satisfying. Okay. All right, so let's begin. The film begins on a snowy winter night with the Batmobile racing out of Gotham City. The driver's eyes narrowed and with determination as he puts the controls on full throttle. The Batmobile drives up to an abandoned Schlotz. I heard this name all the time and I still fuck up. <laughs> Schlotz um, Toy Factory in the middle of nowhere. The driver steps out and is revealed to be Damian Wayne, Bruce Wayne's son. Well, the Batman's son. The new Robin. Robin is ordered by Batman via telecommunication to not continue his journey to the factory that once belonged to Anton Schock, um, also known as the killer, um, the Dollmaker. Now, originally, it was supposed to be Toy Man. Yeah, that would have made sense. That's kind of what I was expecting when like they, they showed the Toy Factory. Um, there is a doll maker, and that is that is true. There is a, um, a doll maker, but um, shot, or schlot, or whatever how you want to pronounce it, um, is uh, uh, this if they use Anton, if I remember, his son um, becomes the toy, um, toy man, toy man. Yeah, his, his son becomes toy man. So villainy Some... runs in the family. Somebody got with that guy. <laughs> yeah, hey, look at Harley Quinn. Good point. Anywho, back to the movie. Um, back to the synopsis. Um, the psychopath killer um, mutilates children in bizarre belief um, that making them like toys will make them indestructible. Sick bastard. 
Against Batman orders, Robin investigates the factory and finds many children locked in cages. He is then attacked by the doll, um, the doll maker, now wearing broken doll, a broken doll's face as a mask and calling himself the doll maker. Dollmaker's deformed children attack Robin until Batman arrives and put all of them out with sleep, um, sleeping ass kids. He did not put foot to ass on the children. Damien did. But not he did a couple. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but I mean, like, yeah, they like, do like, have like buzz saws on their hands and stuff. Yeah, like they're gonna know. They, 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 they're little, they're little monsters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was too late for those. Yeah. Um, the deformed children attack Robin until Batman, like I said, um, of the cages. Um, wait, let me go back. Batman arrives to put all of them out with sleeping gas before releasing ones in the cages. The doll maker um, flees. Hum, Robin hunts him down and beats him to the ground with an inch of his life. Literally. Literally. Um, he's repulsed by the doll maker's crimes against humanity. He sets aside his um, ideals to kill the doll maker by reminding himself aloud justice, not vengeance. <laughs> Then the Dollmaker rises to attack them, but he is killed when a warrior owl, like, when Talon came out of nowhere <laughs> and killed the Dollmaker by ripping his ripping out his heart. Yeah. Oh, Kalima style. Kalima. 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 And then... <laughs> While still holding the beating heart, the warrior says... Don't doubt your instincts. Before leaping back into the surrounding forest and vanishing, Batman arrives right after and sees a dead dollmaker. 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 <laughs> Amelia accuses Robin of killing him, to which Robin says he resists the urge. Batman calms down and asks who actually perpetrated the act, to which Robin refuses to answer and leaves in a huff. Upon investigating the dollmaker's corpse, Batman finds an owl feather planted on him. Now I'm just going to... Hold my tongue until we actually get here. Cause... <laughs> <sighs> the Joker side of me is trying to come out, but that's not going to happen. After a brief opening title sequence, it was all right. It was serviceable. It was serviceable. It was all right. All right. Um, we're now in Wayne Manor, where Bruce is having a romantic dinner with his new girlfriend, the sultry woman samantha vanover he shows samantha his digital map of gotham um for which he plans to enlarge and make gotham a bigger better city um which is kind of cool and people and comic writers tend to forget um that batman is uh, bruce is a philanthropist yeah he's like not only trying to save the city but actively improve it in like legal ways in a weird way yeah like Yes, he does fuck up minions, and he beats their asses, and you have a rich guy in a bat suit going to the poor neighborhoods and beating the shit out of, living the hell out of uh, poor um, poor people. I can see in that point of view. But, which people <laughs> tend to forget, that he created, did you, he created a halfway house. Numerous did you also watch that SNL bit that was talking about like people complaining about Batman? Like beating up people in the pop in like the poverty stricken areas. I haven't watched SNL. Mark Eddie Murphy was on SNL last year, right? Yeah, 
He was on that. Show. Yeah, I think so. yeah, that was the last time I saw it. Okay, remind me to send you that because you get a kick out of that because it's basically exactly what you just described. Eh, SNL is hit and miss for me. Yeah, it's a hit and a miss, but I think that one was a hit. I don't know. I, I, when they when they do comic book stuff, it, it tends to be. Oh yeah, normally it sucks, but this one they're not trying to parody something. They're actually doing something like. Oh. <laughs> They're actually trying to make jokes. They're not trying to just parody it. Okay, but um, like um, what I was saying was um, he, he yes, he created halfway houses. He created job centers. What you never hear, he created job centers to help these reformed criminals who, who leaves the halfway house to look for jobs. And ninety percent of the time, they end up working security or something else within Wayne um, Enterprises. Mm-mm. So, See, why don't they put more of that in the comics? They do. People want to look on the other shit. They don't, they don't look at Bruce Wayne being a philanthropist. They just focus yeah. on him beating the shit out of poor people. Yeah. <laughs> like people, yeah, seriously, people don't read comic books anymore. Um, Bruce and Samantha are about to kiss when they are interrupted by Damien, who introduces himself to Samantha as Wayne's ward. Seriously, that shows you the tension right there that he won't even call him his daddy or his son. Yeah. Yep. He's like, this is my ward. Yeah, I'm his ward. Anthony like, Samantha- yes, this is the 1600s, and he is my ward. Yep. Samantha leaves. Bruce tries to bond with Damien, who is indignant at Bruce for keeping him um, keeping him a secret, but refuses to let him leave Wayne in, um, Wayne premises. And he is, he does have a point right there. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce and Damien watch David Lean a David Lean movie. Um, the great expectations. However, Bruce is not looking. Um, when da- when Bruce is not looking, Damien attempts to escape Wayne Manor. The security system surrounding the manor prevents him from leaving, electrocuting him when he tries to climb over the um, the gate. And that's how you know he was so fucking comfortable. He's like, yeah, I'm I maybe watching the movie, but I know your your happy ass was about to bounce. Yeah, I'm not. Yep. He's like, I'm Batman. I'm not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like you know who you fuck like. Literally, you know who you fucking with. <laughs> like him, he almost gets out too. He almost gets out. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce arrives to confront him about to which Dave, um, which confirmed him about this, but Damien is immediately angry that he's being kept under, um, kept under surveillance. Later in the Batcave, Damien asks Bruce if he would have killed the Dollmaker if Damien were one of the victims. Bruce replies by saying, "We need to be better than our baser instincts." Mm. True. It's like, come on, but you gotta be a dad a little bit and be like, yes, son. But I'm on the line of Red Hood. I'm pulling a bullet to your head. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we know, we're not all Batman. Yep, we're not. We're not Batman. I'm. Uh, I I grew up liking Batman. Now I'm more on the Punisher and the Red Hood side of things. <laughs> Putting him in prison doesn't get shit done. Putting them six feet underground does, and if any magical being got the gall to bring them back to life, I'm putting a bullet in their head too. <laughs> like you'd be walking your ass out of the Lazarus pit and be like, "Why the hell did you bring me back?" and then drown them in it. Oh yeah, like if they killed me and I bring me back to life from the Lazarus pit, I'm gonna let the the rage subside. Look at them and then I'm gonna be like, "Why the fuck you brought me back to life?" You know what? I'm not drowning in the Lazarus pit because that's gonna bring you back to from the dead. I'm gonna drown you in the ocean. Fuck this shit. Tie him up. I, I guarantee you. I guarantee.
guarantee you, like, if you're floating in the Lazarus pit, the first thing that's going to come out of your mouth is going to be, I want to die in peace. Don't bring me back. Um, let's get back. Um, Moving on. His baser instincts. Um, Damien tries to connect with Bruce over the crime fight escapades, but Bruce refuses to let him in. Once again, this is Batman's fault. He leaves to investigate the owl feather um, while Dick arrives to babysit Damien. The two um, spar, um, and Damien is the victor in the, in the sparring match. Stating, defying that he is Batman's son. While Dick jabbed back and says, well, I'm the first. In a way. He didn't say it, but still. I, all right, I'm, pull, I'm pulling from the comic book on that one. All right. He does. Dick never lets Damien get the last word. Dick never lets Damien get the one up. No. I, and yeah. I'm with him like, yo, fuck that. Shut your ass up. I'm, I'm the firstborn. You're the youngest that nobody doesn't like. People like <laughs> people now like Jason than you. Ooh. Which is true. People currently like Jason Todd more than Damien. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jason Todd just straight up has more going on right now. Yeah. Like character wise in general. Yeah. Is now Damien's tolerable in the comic books. He he's tolerable. But still. Because he's not he's not as entitled anymore. Yeah, but still. Fuck Damien Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Batman investigates the Hall of Owls ex- um, exhibit in the Gotham Natural History Museum. He sees the owl feather was taken from a stuffed snow owl and has a flashback of how his father would tell him the nursery rhyme of the Court of Owls, which frays the young Bruce. Bruce's father, Thomas, uh, Thomas Wayne, promises to never let anything hurt Bruce in order to, in order to calm him down. Uh, oops which young Fry Bruce to um, Bruce's father never to let anything hurt Bruce in order to calm him down only to later be killed by Joe Chill he had Joe Chill yep pow pow everybody's gonna die punk punk (laughs) (laughs) the delusioned and traumatized the delusioned and traumatized young Bruce grew paranoid shortly after seeing a great horned owl eating a bat on the night of his parents' death. That is very intriguing. Anywho. <laughs> um, I hate when I move myself off. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and he believed the court of owls was to be behind the death of his parents. Um, there you go. This also adds another layer to the um, also the Batman mythos mm-hmm. because it shows you that the court of owls has been around forever. Yeah, um, it's been like, a minute. Yep, just as long they've been around just as long as Rachel Ghoul. Um, so that does put like an asterisk on Bruce's parents' passing. Like, mm-hmm. were they really the ones behind the death of Thomas and Martha Wayne, or were they the ones behind Joe Chill? And and but even though they are the ones that was behind Tony Zuko killing um, the parents, so, so you, they have their hands embedded in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they also makes you wonder, like, oh shit, does Rachel Ghoul? Since Rachel Ghoul, he always has a fucking hard on about burning down Gotham. 
you want the you want the burn you want the raise the earth, but why focus on Gotham? Is it because of Batman? I, yeah, man, I, I I would love to have like a artist talk conversation with with at least one Batman current Batman writer, and talk about. No, that'd, that'd be that'd be super good. I just oh, because I'm like, what is the fucking like you? Go to fucking. If I say any former country, we might get in trouble. Moving on. <laughs> um, he then killed an owl living in his attic as a means to begin the hunt for the court of owls. However, despite of this investigation, he into the richest and the most powerful men and women in Gotham. He's found nothing and told Alfred of his endeavors. He then sank into tears, um, realizing there was simply no meaning to his parents' death, to which Alfred tries to console him by telling him that bad things just simply happened. Bruce never more believed in the Court of Elves after that. After this flashback, Batman is attacked by three um, war- um, owl-themed warriors. Owl ninjas. Let's say owl ninjas. I mean, I think, well, yeah. Uh, we could call them talons. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure they end up getting called talons. Yeah, we'll call him Talons. Um, he unmasked one of them to discover that it is a corpse. It, it, it is what it is. It's a fucking corpse that's um, reanimated. It's like, a ninja zombie themed like an owl. Think of the reanimator if they, he, he used ninjas. <laughs> check, definitely yeah. check out the reanimator. And also the voice of the, the actor who... Um, oh, fuck. Shmo down. Ah. Um, 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 damn. You didn't read the cast list! No, the the, the reanimator, um... Oh. Jeff, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, no, not Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright is playing Gordon. Fuck. Damn it. The actor in the reanimator went on to voice um, a bunch of DC characters. Namely, the question. In just oh, in just oh. League of um, uh, and he played a Batman villain. I think he was the he he became um, Scarecrow, the second voice actor to be Scarecrow. Oh, um, I see, you see, you see. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, but moving on. Batman is attacked, like we said, by as an undead abomination, um, reanimated corpses. He manages to destroy one of the undead, but is stabbed numerous times by the other two and smashed through against the dinosaur skeleton as he tries to escape. This is one of the few times seeing Batman this badly hurt. Like, even Mask of the Phantasm is very tamed of what happens to Batman in that um, that feature. But seeing him actually getting stabbed and basically his ass kicked um, is something we... He gets stabbed in the chest, dude. Multiple times at that, and this is something you um, you can definitely tell that besides the first um, flashpoint surge that's off, but in most of the DC animated features up until now, it was um, there was some like some heavy hitting stuff to the heroes, mm-hmm. but seeing Batman getting stabbed, it was really like one of the I would say it will if you have a kid under the age of 10 watching this i wouldn't advise them see that yeah. because what, yeah because what will happen to nightwing later on oh yeah 
um, it is something that's like this is one of the few times I say kid should not watch this. Kid. It's it's real visceral, that's yeah. for sure. Under the age, I would say under the age of thirteen. 12, 13, they'll get it. They're like, okay, this is Batman actually dealing with something that is a threat to his life. Mm-hmm. I'll say 11 is pushing it, but I'll say 10 down. No. Yeah, because I mean, like, not only does he get stabbed, but like, yeah, he hits the skeleton, but that's after crashing through a, a skylight yep. and falling like two stories into the damn thing first. Yep. Uh, after having gotten stabbed and still trying to survive. Yeah, um, the two warriors attempt to kill him, but they melt away into a hideous um, wreck. Um, Batman sets out to tr- um, a tracking beacon for Alfred to notice, um, and then falls unconscious. Meanwhile, Damien escapes from Dick's supervision and rushes out into the night, where he beats down two street thugs attempting to rape a uh, elderly woman, which is something I never thought I'll see. Also, um, he terrorizes them and beats them down, um, but is uncertain if he was going to go further. This is when Talon arrives and encourages him to kill them, but the police sirens are overheard. Robin instead leaves the crooks for the cops and follows after Talon, who then introduces himself to be Talon. Um, and Robin follows, uh, follow Talon um, back home. Talon encourages Robin to fight crime with no rules and with in- instead instinct, to which Robin agrees with, though having his doubts, Talon gives Robin a sigh as a gift and a beacon to press if Robin decides to join Talon in his adventures. Robin returns home to find Bruce waiting for him as Dick nurses his wounds. This is the first time we actually see somebody um, uh, basically patching someone up that's not Alfred. Somebody help the man! Because normally it's always Alfred sewing and because I mean he's a former military man, and so he's he's yeah. always the one, always mainly the one doing this. But as seeing Dick do it, uh, okay. Yeah, it's like well, I mean, at this point, Dick probably knows like at least how to dress the kind of wounds that they've gotten over the years. Yeah. Um, Bruce and Damien argue until Bruce snatches um, the side from Damien and threatens to send him to a boarding school in Switzerland should he escape again. Damien escapes Wayne Matter and when he overhears Bruce's um, dissatisfaction with him. Bruce sees that Alfred has turned off the security to allow Damien to escape out of the pity for Damien. Alfred apologizes to Bruce and asks Bruce to have faith in Damien. Since when have I been a man of faith? Oof. Oof. <laughs> Damien escapes to um, travels back into Gotham and now Robin... Um, Robin now presses the button um, to that was given to him by Talon, to which Talon hears. On his way to dine with Samantha, Bruce's car is t- um, totaled by several other um, cars driven by people wearing owls, which is basically just the court of owls coming after Bruce. He is mm-hmm. then drugged and brought to the courtroom where he is addressed by the secret society of the court of owls, led by a hooded grandmaster. This has to be... DC's answer to the Ku Klux Klan. I mean, come on. Come on! I mean, it feels like it. Um, who tells Bruce... Creepy, similar vibes. Yeah. The Grandmaster tells Bruce that the court is interested in his plans for Gotham and would like to oversee the process. 
Bruce plays along and pretends to be interested in the proposition, planting a tracking device on the owl mask he was offered. He is then drugged again, and he um, he's awakened with his um, car smashed in the dry, uh, with the smashed car in the driveway of Wayne Manor. The Grandmaster and Talon discuss their plans to take over Gotham with Bruce Wayne's involvement. It's also discussed of their plans to use Robin to kill Batman as well um, their undead warriors known as the Talons. Yeah, I, I didn't want to... I, I, I just, you know, just like typey type, 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 type. <laughs> um, some of which are over 100 years old. Talon himself is not keen on these creatures as the court plans to have him kill, be, have him killed and regenerated as one of as the generals of the Talons. Yeah, I would be like, fuck you. You're not going to kill me. He's like, you want to do what? <laughs> like, fuck you. <laughs> um, feeling like he's being strong-armed into giving into becoming um, and um, becoming an undead um, loyal. That is weird that I pronounced it. Becoming the undead. Um, Talent plays along for now, but his doubts of his, uh, but he does have doubts of his loyalties. Um, later um, the next night, um, Talon and Robin bring down a mob boss. Talon tries to convince Robin to kill the mob boss, but Robin refuses again, saying that they have enough evidence to put him away for life. Later, Talon confronts Robin about not giving in to his instincts and still being loyal, loyal to the Batman. Talon then tells Robin of when he himself was a little boy and his father, um, and his father were, um, him and his father were jewel thieves. Though he always tried to please his father, he never was able, um, he was never able to get his approval. One night when they were stopped in the robbery, his father took his drug and anger out on him, beating him senseless. A young Talon then betrays his father by arranging for the police to break in and kill him. The young Talon was then taken in by the court of owls. They're like, damn, so you, <laughs> they sat him down and they're like, so you just arranged your father's murder. <laughs> but, I mean, come on, Gotham cops are very stupid. Yep. <laughs> Later on, upon finishing his story, the two are confronted by Batman. Talon encourages Robin to choose his choose his side before running off. Batman tries to give taste, but he is attacked by Robin. The two bat battle savagely upon the roofs of Gotham, and Batman tries to disable Robin while Robin is destroying the head of his father, um, destroying the head of a father figure as they do. Um, Batman cushions Robin's fall and is greatly injured from it. Robin comes out on top, threatening to impale him with a wooden spike, but decides against it. Batman encourages him to go home with him, but Robin refuses, running back to Talon's home. So this is where Robin fucks up. I mean, like, like, look, you're being a little bitch right now. Yeah. When you around this time, I forget, not around the court of hours, it was later on. Damien dies. Mm -hmm. I was like, yay! <laughs> and then DC brought him back. Because they were like, we can't let Batman's son be dead! <sighs> Fucking DC. Let people stay dead. <laughs> Later on, Tal and Samantha are shown lying in bed. That harlot! It's like, oh, she early were. The skis. But... <laughs> She makes her case here. It is revealed that she is the Grandmaster and plans to use Robin to kill Batman and make him into an undead Talon general to take Talon's place. 
However, despite Samantha's reassurance, Talon has his doubts of her loyalty. Batman searches through the sewers and finds the hidden passageway to the Court of Owls hideout. However, upon meeting them, he is revealed it is revealed that he had been gassed with the hallucinogen. He falls through the floor and he is lost within the maze, um, being gassed, uh, being clawed by an owl. He's then finding his way back to Crime Alley where his parents were killed. He watches his parents be killed by a person wearing a Batman mask. The masked man takes, um, then takes off the mask, thus revealing himself to be Damien as an adult. A young Bruce reprimands Batman, telling him that he is he has done nothing good and has become a monster while making the worst abomination of all, Damien. Damien shoots Batman numerous times, then injures a dying Batman, then musters up the strength and embraces Damien. Then Batman, a dying Batman, musters the strength um, to embrace Damien, begging for forgiveness. The enraged Damien calms down and seemingly forgives his father. This is I mean, that was so metal the way he did it, though. But then, you know what remind me of this? What? Force, Force Awakens. Uh, yeah. Han Solo's death. Yeah, I mean, in a way, it reminds me of it, but I, I mean, like I said, he's not only pushing through, he's like walking 15 feet from where Damien's shooting him, and he constantly keeps shooting him. He shoots him like nine, ten times, and he keeps walking to him to embrace him. It's like a representation of like the mental fortitude. It's meaningless. <laughs> Alright, like Kyle Ren. It's meaningless. Meaningless. Alright. Oh, son of a bitch. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. There we go. There we go. Alright. Hold it now. My phone was doing something stupid. Batman, <laughs> Batman awakens back in Wayne Manor and having been um, rescued by Dick, Talon presents Robin to the Court of Owls who demands his loyalty and command him to take off his mask. Robin reluctantly agrees and unmasks himself, revealing, revealing to be Damian Wayne, the Grand Masker. Grand Masker. <laughs> Grand Maester. The Grand Master Samantha recognizes Damian as Bruce's son and well, Bruce's ward, and deduces right there that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Samantha orders Talon to kill Damian, but um, Talon realizes that if he does so, he would be made into an undead Talon. Nonetheless, he snaps. And goes on a brutal killing spree, slaughtering every single me member of the Court of Owls. So everybody that knew that Batman was Bruce Wayne died within like five minutes of it. Yep. Before hunting down Samantha and unmasking himself, before unmasking her, he explains to her that he has um, he has much in common with Robin and kisses her before ripping out her heart, over ripping her heart out of her body and saying, "Be honest, you have done the same to me." Oof. <laughs> oh, he's got the jokes and he's got the knives. Yep, he ain't loyal to you. Like, he wasn't loyal. He wasn't loyal. He's like, owls ain't loyal. <laughs> mm -hmm. Talon beats Robin unconscious and locks him in an embalming tank before awakening um, the undead army, the Talons. Talon and his army then rush to Wayne Manor and attack. But somehow... He's able to get through the security. Out of 
everything we've seen, he's able to get through security. I don't yeah. care if you were a jewel thief. He was able to get through sec- Anyhow. Talon and his army, like we said, um, break getting past the security. Batman and Nightwing fight the undead army from door to door, room to room. They are over the fucking place. Way matters getting fucked. And how no one hears this, I don't I don't know. Um Alfred activates a panic room protocol. Batman and Nightwing battle the talents in the library until Nightwing is stabbed so many times. He's skewered through his arms and legs. Yeah. Literally they're about to rip his ass apart. To which Batman destroys many of the talents and he is sent to the Batcave um, by Batman. He is then attacked by Talon. Batman knocks him to the ground and escapes to the Batcave. Meanwhile, Robin escapes the embalming tank and rushes to Main Manor. This is and this is how badass Nightwing is. He was skewered and stabbed multiple times, but he was able to fight Talon still. Yep. Talon. He like he bound his his muscles back together yeah. and like kept fighting. Nightwing and Talon duel until Talon pins into the wall. Uh, once again, being stabbed, pins into the wall yep. and goes after Batman. Batman encounter um, enters the powerful exoskeleton known as the Owl Smasher. <laughs> Seriously, Batman got gadgets for days. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if you see shark repellent. I know, right? And he, Batman didn't destroy as many of the talents. The rest of the undead army is destroyed before Talon enters the Batmobile and peppers the Owl sm- uh, Smasher, or the Batsuit, with heavy gunfire before ramming it with, um, with the Batmobile. By um, and with both machines fatally disabled, he destroyed the Batmobile. Tal goes in for the kill, but Batman attacks him, saying, "You, you in the court tried to make, um, try to take over my city and destroy my home. But the worst of all, you mess with my kid." So, so this, this is gonna hurt, and I'm gonna enjoy it. There you go. <laughs> The two fight, and Batman seems Batman does gain the upper hand, but Talon manages to wound Batman with a knife to the stomach. Once again, we no, normally see our heroes getting this stabbed. He this got, guy. yeah, gut stabbed. Yeah, and Talon prepares to kill him, but Robin intervenes, um, and Talon is still sore from his battle with Batman, and he is beaten more by Robin, who has retrieved the knife um, or the sigh that Talon has given him early. Earlier, Robin holds Talon at the edge of um at the edge of the of the side, proclaiming, "You can never replace Batman. He is my father." Talon realizing he is beaten and seeing um and seeing an opportunity to still win, he seizes the blade. He seizes the, um the blade, pointing at him, and reminds Robin that, "Don't doubt your instincts." One last time before stabbing himself through the throat. As Talon falls dead, Robin is traumatized when Batman tries to embrace him. Robin confesses to Batman that he is torn between his influence, Batman's influences, and those of Talon's. Batman and Robin embrace, and Robin leaves Wayne Manor to discover who he truly is. In the final scenes of the film, um, this the following morning, Bruce, Dick, and Alfred recovering from their wounds when they receive a from receive from the battle. 
while cleaning the library. Like, seriously. Get a cleaning crew. <laughs> I would be like, get a cleaning crew. I got stabbed multiple times. Yeah, it's like, hey, guys, um, I have more holes in me than I've ever had in my life. Can somebody else fucking pack up the library? <laughs> and let's not forget, Alfred with a shotgun. Oh, yeah, Alfred with a freaking shotgun. Alfred don't play no games, y'all. Yep. Play no games. You in his house. Um, Bruce explains that Damien needs this time to discover who he is in the world and expresses faith that Damien will return. And if you're wrong, sir, Alfred asks. Bruce smiles proudly and says, sometimes, Alfred, it takes a little faith. Damien, oh, he learned something. He grew. Damien, is it? Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say his heart grew half a size that day. Yep. <laughs> Bruce, um, Damien is then shown in the Himalayas journey, journeying to a Buddhist monastery where Bruce um, where Bruce joined um, journey to in his youth to discover who he was in these troubled times. Roll credits! <laughs> and that was Batman versus Robin. Um, we're gonna go into the casting because I because uh, I'm like I've been doing it this far, so I'm like I might as well keep going. <laughs> All right, the cast: Jason Omar, Bruce Wayne, Batman; Stuart Allen, Damian Wayne, Robin; um, Jeremy Sisto, Sis, yes, yeah, Sisto, yes, yeah, Sisto, whatever. As Collins, <laughs> Sean Mayer as Dick Grayson, Nightwing, David McCallum as Alfred Pennyworth, Troy Baker as the Court of Owls Lieutenant, Kevin Conroy as Thomas Wayne, Gray Delise, Gray Dis, Dis, Gray Delise, I'm saying Gray Delise, right. um, as Samantha Vanier, Vanier, Vanover, Robert Atkin, Robert Atkin, Robin Atkin Downs as the Court of Owls Grandmaster. Weird Al Yankovic as Anton shot the doll maker. Wait, seriously? Yep. Trevor Duvall as Jack. Griffin Gluck as young Bruce Wayne. Peter Onoati as Draco. And the great voice casting director, Andre Romano as Joe. The back computer. Now. A bit of trivia. The passcode used by Bruce to like Damien's side is 1939. 1939 is the year that Batman made his debut in Detective Comics 27. Yep, I, I actually caught that one organically. I was happy about that. <laughs> um, like we said, this is mixed in with the Court of uh, the New 52 Court of Owls storyline and Detective Comics 1, where the Dollmaker makes his first debut, first and only appearance so far in the new 52. Damn. Um, yeah. This movie, and, and you're going to be surprised, features four Batman voice actors in this one film. Wait, what? Jason Amara. Ray. Conroy. Jamie Sisto. And Troy Baker. Damn, that's right. Jamie Sisko did um, New Frontier. Troy Baker, the Lego Batman games, Batman and the Team of T, and 
the Batman Telltale games. Oh, damn. So, yeah, like, wow, four Batman voice actors in the one movie. Yep. In different capacities. But in this, case, in, in, in this case, Kevin Conroy, which is naturally, you will have him be Thomas Wayne, and James Sisto and Troy Baker being villains. Yeah, yeah. That seems appropriate, given their talents. That, that's pretty cool. Um, this is the first appearance of the Court of Owls from the original um, graphic novel, The Night of the Owls. Um, we already know this is a direct sequel to Son of Batman. The monastery that Batman refers to at the end of the movie is Nada Parbat, where he receives his training. Nada Parbat is also used within the Arrowverse for Rachel Gould. Hmm. And it's supposed to be like the like the black market in the Arrowverse as well. Ah, uh, okay. Um, this is one of the few non-comedic roles that Word Alkovic has done. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Wow, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like, what has Weird Al done other than, like, voice acting? I can't really place that much. Um, VHS, that iconic one. Um... Right. Well, I did say that much. Yeah. <laughs> mm, I, I, did, did you see the Did you see the 1939 suit in um in the background while they were fighting up in the upper part of the Batcave? Yeah. Um, in the scene where Nightwing is babysitting Robin, when Damien um has one um when Damien has Dick against the glass, the Roger, the original Robin costume is visible. And when discussing the first Robin, the reflection of the glass has Dick's face lined up with the mask, which gives a quick, quick glimpse of the first Robin. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. It's like, to be fair, it is still some, his adult head in it, but it's like you totally get that imagery. Yep. It was, uh, a, really, it was a really good shot. Yeah, it, it really was. Um, the animators allegedly traced over action sequences from the 2012 live-action martial arts film Slug Street Scrappers Rise of the Ryukin without asking for permission from its creators Micah Brock. The copyright controversy has multiple movie and comic book outlets. Wow, wait, did they do that for the fight between Batman and Talon? Yeah, it, apparently most of the movies that feature Batman fighting features um, them redrawing over live action martial arts films. Or I was wondering, man. I was like, are they drawing over like an actual scene here? Because this is way too freaking fluid. Yeah. Um, wow. This is the fifth installment of the DC animated movie verse. Um, the film directed by David Lean that Bruce asked Damien if he um, was if he had seen was Oliver Twist. <laughs> so that's the movie they was looking at. Um, some other trivia in the end Talon is fighting Nightwing and says you would have made a good talent this is the direct reference of Nightwing being the um, the focal point um, who was supposedly destined to become Talon in Court of Owls yeah I thought that was oddly misplaced and then when you said that it was more focused on him in the beginning of this I was like oh that makes sense mm -hmm. um, like we said it's on the special if you have the special features of the blu-ray DVD you will get Nightwing and Robin from Justice League Thrones of Atlantis. Mm. 
Um, in the scene with Talon and Damien, when they enter Fat Tony's diner, Talon says, we are tonight's entertainment. Can I get a volunteer? This is a reference to um, The Dark Knight where we we re- first meet the Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When Robin leaves to go to the monastery in the Himalayas, his scene is similar to Bruce's journey in Batman Begins. Starfire makes her first and brief appearance in this DC animated movie verse before we get to Teen Titans versus Justice League. I mean, technically, you don't see her. But you get a voice. You get a, a, the voice. Yeah, you do. You Yeah. Yeah, you do. And then you're reminded why Nightwing is who he is. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's Starfire. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, oh, my God. The woman who plays Starfire and Titans? Oof. I know, right? Oh, my God. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> no, just... I was gonna. No, nah, I was gonna be. I was gonna be an asshole and attack racist people. <laughs> ah. Anyway, among doll um dollmakers files, there is a picture of the Joker. This is a reference to the comics where the Joker has his face cut off by the dollmaker and posted on his cell door. Oh damn! That that has happened, and Joker stapled his face back. Oh, is that why? Because I've seen the images of like him with a stapled face. I just didn't know why. Now you know. Uh, damn. Batwoman, when she makes her appearance, is in her new 52 appearance, and Lucius Fox makes a cameo during the labyrinth scene as one of Damian Wayne's victims. And one of my favorites, the Wilhelm screen can be heard as Batman in his armor suit knocks one of the owls all soldiers off the bridge in the back caves. Oh, nice. I didn't catch that. Oh, every time I hear it, Wilhelm. <laughs> <laughs> I always do that. Like, Why do you keep doing that? I was like, it's the Wilhelm screen. I mean, it's, it's iconic. Yeah. It's like, it's better than actually trying the screen because if you actually tried it, it's fucking hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> um... My favorite quote is when he when they explain to Talon about being undead, his line immortality, but only twenty four hours at a time. <laughs> like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're like, You're gonna be immortal, but only a day at a time? Like, no. <laughs> like that's not being immortal. <laughs> um, this one is your favorite line. This is from Batman to Talon. You in the court tried to take control of my city and destroy my home. But worst of all, you mess with my kid. This mm-hmm. is going to hurt and I'm going to enjoy it. Oh, yeah. That was such a good line. <laughs> um, and that is it for trivia quotes. Let's start with you, with your 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 review. What did you think of Batman versus Robin, and what would you give it? So Batman versus Robin, so far in the group of what we've seen, obviously we have more to come, but so far it's got to be one of the higher ones up there for me. Okay. Because I mean, like the the story, the story had a lot of richness to it. It like in in general, if you take it overall it's kind of like a not necessarily a a small premise 
but it's pretty straightforward you know it's like batman and batman and robin have a different differing ideals over something important um they're they're never like thrown against each other it doesn't feel forced like like oh hey we just want to make this story so that way they can fight it, like the the story of why they start fighting against each other and not even for that long makes sense and uh and i i enjoyed it i honestly really enjoyed the story it's this one is actually the first time i've seen it i hadn't seen this one yet unlike a lot of the other ones but um i this is also weirdly the first one that i've seen out of all the movies that didn't feel like it was too short which is why I think I like it a little bit more than some of the other ones we've seen, just because the other ones are trying to encompass so many characters and such a such a wide premise into like a one hour, an hour and ten minute runtime. Whereas this felt like it fit with the runtime, like it it had a satisfying progression to the story and um, satisfying visuals. So overall, I I really like this one. I think. I think this one I would give like a nine point five. I'm sorry, nine point five, four point five. Okay. Um, for me, besides the fact that I was there at WarnerCon looking at this and knowing the story right off the bat uh, before um, the feature came out, um, I don't like the focus on Damien. I understand you need we. Need to focus more on Damien for this movie anniversary. Um, Universe, yeah. Um, because he, it, it's this is James Tucker's and everyone that that worked on this is their animated movie verse, mm-hmm. so, which means they get to cherry pick like who they want to use. And I understand putting Dick Grayson to the background, um, and given putting um, Dick in Damien's position and Damien and Nick's um Dick's position and um Court of Owls this um Court of Owls um animated feature. Mm-hmm. And I totally get um I totally get it because uh, you need we you need a good story for Bruce and Damien to see where Damien's gonna go and, and like I said, we're in the middle of the end game. Yeah. So to and there's a callback, future spoilers to what happens to Damien, and to see how at peace he is later on. Mm-hmm. You need to work towards getting Damien to that peace. Yeah, it's like they want to tell a good, satisfying end story to this, and in order for that to happen, you have to give time for the like for the emotions of the characters, for their headspaces to become not only clear to us as the audience, but like to natural to them as characters. Yeah. So, um, like, was, like I said, I totally get why. It just, I feel to me, narratively wise, taken from the adapting from the book, it's very well, it was very well done. Um, this will get a four out of five. Okay. And that's really high for Desmond. So yeah. take what you're getting. Yeah, it's very high. I don't like what they did. To, I still do not like the fact that Dick is a puncher back in this one. Like I, right. get well, I mean, I, he punches back. I know, but still, I yeah. But I I do get what you mean. I honestly really would have loved like a little rebuttal or like a bonding moment with like him and Batman in the library. Yeah, I know. 
Like you just like I felt like that was a little missing. <laughs> like I get Dick is the supporting um Nightwing is the supporting character in this, like Alfred. But yeah. He's like he, Dick said, I'm the first Robin. Yeah. I, treat him as such. Don't treat him like you he's Tim Drake or fucking Jason Todd. Yeah. So that's like it's, it gets the point off. It's, it's just I just don't like that direction. Don't, don't be a dick to dick. <laughs> Um, I did not like that direction. Um, the fact that um, Michael Rosenbaum just got short fucking changed. Yeah, like literally, like ten seconds short fucking changed. So I'm taking, I'm taking. That's 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 where it gets the point. The fact that instead of including the short at the end of Thrones of Atlantis or hell, at the beginning of this, yeah. So you get some context of like, all right, we've seen Talon before. He's been looking at Robin for a while. Yeah, because you don't, like, it feels almost a weirdly out of place when he's talking to Robin on the roof and he's just like, I've been watching you for a while. It's like, whoa, you've been watching this kid for a while, man? Like, what the fuck? So at least with that <laughs> tag, you're like, oh, he has seen him before. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot of things I would have done differently if I was in, in their position of um, changing the story. Mm-hmm. I would I will still keep I wouldn't put Damien I mean Dick in Damien's spot because you still need that father and son and you wouldn't get that Christmas with the line you mess with my kid so it makes sense you want to focus more and something we didn't really get in the comic books as well the bonding experience between Bruce and Damien yeah so I will give this I will give this the the point. So it gets to four out of five because we do get to see the the expanded relationship between Bruce and Damien as we keep mm-hmm. going forward. But also is building Damien's relationship with Dick as well. Yeah. So it really it really does make sense why we um why they went the direction they did. Um. So when we get to f- um to the next feature, um, uh, blah, 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 can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when we get to the next feature, it, it sort of makes sense with Dick and Damien. And our next feature will be Batman Bad Blood. Oh. Um, like we, like I said, you got to see the end credit, extra credit scene was with Batwoman. So you know where we're going. Um, another one of my celeb crushes, Yvonne Strahovski. Also known, who plays Sarah and Chuck, voices Batwoman and Miranda and Mocap as and as a face as Miranda Lawson in the Mass Effect trilogy. She is Batwoman Cassandra Kane. Kate Kane, not Cassandra. Cassandra Kane is Batgirl. Kate Kane is Batwoman. I could have preferred Yvonne Shirosky as Batwoman CW. <laughs> she's not that old her and Zachary Levi is around the same age if Zachary Levi can be Shazam she could be Batwoman uh-huh. and it'll be believable with her having a wig on when she's Batwoman cause I mean come on her hair is damn near bl- platinum blonde yeah that's actually yeah so when she puts on the wig like, oh that, that can't be Batwoman I mean she can't be Bat. Kate can be Batwoman cause her hair is blonde that's what god damn it anyway we're not going into that that rant. 
The next feature up is Batman Bad Blood. Um, it's very that one. Ooh, I'm predicting this feature spoiler. It may not get over to. Ooh. I have a lot. I have a. I have a lot on that. Um, and I know I said at the start of it, um, the little nitpicks between Damien and Bruce, I, it's just, it's just a nitpick because I don't watch, I don't like watch a lot of shows that have kids in them. Mm-hmm. Um, more specifically the Runaways, um, Cloak and Dagger, um, Marvel's Spider-Man. The only reason why I, there's a way how they write children. Mm-hmm. And I've seen kids act the way they did, but as someone who was sick, hospital always in and out of the hospital or in the wheelchair, I look at it differently. Like you fucking lucky to have your parents around, and I baby you like they baby me, and mm-hmm. you want to act like that. Especially seeing teenagers do that, mm-hmm. and I always that even as a kid that annoyed me. Like I would mm-hmm. argue with my parents, but. That that type of shit seen on TV in real life really like angered the fuck out of me. So yeah, they they continued on into my adulthood. So I can't. I I just hell. I don't even watch Disney films anymore because, like we said not too long ago in the episode, I see why Triton. Like no, you're not going to marry a full grown. She's like, but Dad, I'm sixteen. It's like the fuck. (laughs) I don't care. We live in fucking medieval times. No, you are a kid. You are a child. Yeah, I remember watching that when I was little, and I'm like, you go. And then now I watch that, and I'm like, the fuck? Somebody put her back in her room. What the fuck is she talking about? Go marry some guy you never fucking met. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. The only adult <laughs> women in the Disney Princess universe is technically Cinderella, Snow White, Pocahontas, and Mulan. Yeah, because you know oh, half of them ain't got fucking And Belle from Beauty and the Beast. I mean, is the whole thing behind that, is that why their moms are always dead or something in Disney? Like, what? <laughs> and that's not because there's some Disney princess, um, prince who their father is dead. You know, what the fuck is up with Disney killing parents in general? Well, I mean, is, is that supposed to be the premise where it's like, oh, these misadventures happen because they don't have guidance from their parents or some shit? What is, the deep, what is the deep-seated thought behind Disney on this? Because like now rewatching a lot of that stuff when I'm older, I'm like, of course your parents are concerned. What the fuck? <laughs> so, so, uh, we 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 spin into Disney territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this is this is a DC animated movie review. Yes, yes, yes. There are no parents either here, but there are also very less children. Yeah. Well, bitch about parents when we get the T Titans versus the Justice League. Oh God! Oh God! It's coming. It will. It will be a rant. Be- um, especially when you get to Jaime Reyes's. Oh yeah, for real. I'm on Jaime, Jaime, whatever. I'm on Blue Beetle's side on this one. Mm-hmm. Like, look, pops. <laughs> Future spoiler. Like, look, man. I get it, but you need to calm the fuck down. I have a scarab mm-hmm. who's willing to take over my body and kill you. <laughs> Calm the fuck yeah. down. I'm already teen. I'm already angry. I'm trying to be level headed, but you ain't fucking helping this situation, pops. Yeah. <laughs> that, he's the only teenager. The only teenager. I got his back. 
I got his, <laughs> if I was cyborg or dick, I would have his <laughs> back. I'm like, yo, come the fuck. Like, I'll go to the pops, like, yo, you need to calm down. Yeah. Like, yes, you may be the parent, but I'm with your son 24 7 now. Yeah. Chill out. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the parent now. <laughs> <laughs> I would do that. I would, I would legit fucking do that. I would. I forgot the fucking name of that Tom Hanks movie, but still, I would go. I would pirate that shit. By the way, that is Captain Phillips. There we go. Thank you. And the fact that you say that you would pirate that is hilarious, because you're gonna pirate a line from a pirate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, I'm the daddy now. Anyways, thank you for listening to us review and watch Batman versus Robin. <laughs> yep, four out of five on this one across the board. On the next episode, um, not the next, the next episode, a lot of gaming news has happened in the last couple of days, and a lot of serious things has happened as well. So we may address it, um, and also our stance, and oh, you already know our stance on everything. It's just, I think it's good, it's good to talk about it. Yeah. And, and to let women know that we are there for them, and we would want, and I will say it once, and I said it, I said it already, and I'll say it again. Just cancel all us men until we're vetted. <laughs> if we're not vetted, yeah. Yeah, like give us the application process. Yeah, give us give me the application process because I can just tell you, I may not be financially stable and I may be crippled, but I know full well I am not as much of an asshole as these dudes out here. I'm an asshole for a specific reason, but not their reasons. Yeah. But. On those episodes, we're going to be doing that. And also, check out the Night Out Show very soon. Because we're also... As a PlayStation. This is... They get you, get you wet. To get, to get you get you, get your mouth one. Get you get you be like, oh man, I got to get this. I got to get this in my ear holes. PlayStation has shown how big the PS5 is going to be. Oh, officially? Officially. No Photoshop. Oh. Officially. Oh, stay tuned for that and stay tuned for Batman Bad Blood. Thank you for once again. Thank you for listening to this episode. Like Christian said, thank you for listening to this. And until next time, I might put the Batman theme on here. I don't want to get copyright, but it, it may happen. I don't know. <laughs>